Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the dad died when he fell into some wildebeests. Oh, really? And Kieran, I ain't lying. <laughs> oh. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That's exactly right, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Used to be a little fun activity you used to do in our spare time, and then we decided to share it with everybody. Just because everyone would be like, you did not predict that movie. You did not predict Avengers Endgame. And they were right. But a lot of the times we just want to put our predictions on the record and just so we can just have bragging rights, I suppose, in the future. Yeah. Especially and- against each other. Yeah, exactly. That was always the competition element there anyway, because we just wanted to one-up each other. And then now it's become like a fierce rivalry that we have on this show where it's just like, no, I was more close. I think I was more close. <laughs> In a way, I was more close, but yeah, we're not here to explore past victories. In fact, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is Nope, a movie that we're very excited to see who is closer on, because I think we both had completely different ideas of what we think was going to happen in that movie. Excited to see it? Oh, very excited. Should we run out after this and and, uh, watch it? Let's do it, because it looks like a good movie. Yeah. You completely changed it. You went from (laughs) saying it didn't look good to being like, it looks like a great movie now. Yeah, it does. But uh, yeah, that was a movie, as I said, we had completely different ideas on. But will we have completely different ideas when we talk about this week's movie, Beast? For the first time in what feels like weeks, well, at least since we did Nope, this is a movie that isn't attached to like any larger franchise. It isn't no. a remake. It isn't a sequel. It isn't no. based on a book. It's a completely, uh, in air quotes, original idea, <laughs> given that it's a plotline that we've seen a million times before. Yes. So, can you explain, like, the the loose premise of Beast? I know that's going to be the whole episode, but can you explain what we know so far about Beast in in a couple of sentences? Uh, Beast is an X-Man. He turns into, like, a blue monster. Mm. Yeah, it's his origin story. (laughs) But the movie Beast. But the movie Beast is about a father who's uh, who's recently widowed. Is widowed the right word? I guess it is. Because his wife has passed away and decides to take his- uh, Wait, wait, wait. No, that would make- Oh, no, you you can still be a widow and be a man. I was going to say, is that specifically women? But no, you can be a widowed husband. Yeah. Right. Um, so he's uh, taking his two teenage daughters to South Africa because mm-hmm. that's where he met his wife. Uh, I yep. believe he's a, a wildlife biologist, so that's why he has links there. And he goes to uh, South Africa and gets pursued by a lion. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much. That's all you need to know. I think I can break it down even easier. It's just Idris Elba being chased around Africa by a lion. As simple as that. I think that's just like the log line of the movie. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, I guess I kind of want to see that. <laughs> Are they saying that? Uh, not really. <laughs> so, this is uh, like a, yet another movie in a long line of people being pursued and attacked by animals mm-hmm. of that genre, yes. which I think started around the time of Jaws or possibly even earlier than that. What movies do you know from this genre that that really sort of stand out to you? Well, Jaws is the big one. Yeah, uh, of what did they they did one Piranha, the Megalodon. Megalodon, yeah. yeah. There's so many Megalodon movies cuz I remember seeing a movie one time called Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. Yeah. Which is a fantastic movie by the way. Everyone should watch that. But the the one that you're talking about is The Meg, I think yes, with that's uh, right, Jason Meg. Statham. Yeah. Which is like they're pursued by a giant shark but twist it's only the baby and there's an even bigger shark <laughs> that chases them around. But let's think more like land animals. Can you think of any land animals? Of- well, there was a movie with Liam Neeson, right, where he was pursued the by yes, by wolves. wolves. Yeah, he's being pursued by wolves, and I guess he has a fist fight with them. I never saw that movie. I never saw it either. I took but- a look at that and was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Liam Neeson punching wolves. That sounds great, but no thank you. Yes. So uh, that that's uh, I get similar vibes though, even yeah. though I've not seen that movie. 
There's another movie, I know this is the ocean again. There's another movie I remember where a woman was stranded on a rock and she's being circled by a shark for the entire movie. Right. She's trapped like meters away from the beach, but she just can't get into the water because she's bleeding and the shark's just circling the rock. And the entire movie is just her on a rock being harassed by seagulls. And I think she ends up eating a seagull at one point, if Uh, I'm remembering correctly. I actually watched that movie while I was on a beach holiday. It what a, a little, terrible idea. It made me a little bit nervous to go out and, <laughs> and splash in the water outside the, the cabana. What was the movie about About the snake? Anaconda. Anaconda. Or Anacondas, the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's that's a a good point. Was- oh, what about the Australian classic? I, I, know, I know it's an animal being pursued by an animal, but Napoleon is pursued by a cat, an evil cat. Uh, have you no idea what I'm talking I about? I have seen the movie, but I'm mixing it up with Milo and Otis. <laughs> It's similar. What happened in Napoleon? He uh, he was he a dog? Well, he was a, he's a dog. Yes, he's a he's a suburban dog that goes in a hot air balloon and gets lost in the outback. I don't think I've seen this movie. You haven't. It's a classic. Is he the one who ends up? It's an Australian classic, so anyone international is not going to get it at all. Is he the one who ends up in the pouch of the kangaroo? Yes. Yeah, I've, I yes. remember seeing yes. that. Yes. Because the the kangaroos bounce around, going kangaroo. That's kangaroo. right. <laughs> um, and that was uh Barry. Dame Edna. Dame Edna. Who's played, who plays think, Dame Edna? Oh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Barry Boswick is the <laughs> is the is Brad from uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Barry Humphreys is, is yes, his name. Yes, Barry Humphreys. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even have to look it up. Look at that. Just had to stretch in my brain So I was like, he bit. was in The Hobbit, right? So I'm trying to rack my that's brain. That's not here. a good example, though. But an animal being pursued by an animal. Why not? The, the if- last example that I wanted to talk about, oh. and the, the one that comes to mind, just given the relentless nature of what appears to be the, the lion in this movie, uh, another movie that comes to mind was one that I saw recently called El Perro. Oh, yeah. And I think it, it, the English title was A Dog Named Vengeance, which is about a guy who breaks out of prison, and he's, he's, a, he's pursued by the prison like guard dog across an entire country. <laughs> And even over water. So what? the dog house. It's kind of like Lay Miz, but with a dog. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and the dog is so keen to get this prisoner. Like, he'll get into a boat and sail it himself. <laughs> uh, if we're not talking about animals, for examples, we could talk about Predator. We could talk about It I Follows. So. Yeah, no, that's not quite the same genre. But yeah, it's it seems like a very outdated genre. Is this sort of like a, a movie genre that we should really be pushing for and advocating these days? Well, there might be an audience for it, Kieran. Yeah, I mean... It seems very old-fashioned to be like, oh, we should make the audience frightened of animals who are endangered. <laughs> be it be it great white sharks, well, be it lions in Africa. It's all symbolic, right? Of it's what? All, well, I think it's symbolic of his grief and fighting through his grief and the beast is oh, his, his internal beast. You're saying like the lion is his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's been reborn into a new body. <laughs> Maybe he was like, he had infidelities before she died. And <laughs> she's just like, I found out about those right before I died. And now I'm coming back to get revenge on you through through a line. Well, I think this is interesting already because I play with those kind of ideas. So oh, really? We'll oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> we'll All right. See. Let's talk about the synopsis. I took the synopsis from the right. official website and that should give us some more ideas of what's going to happen in the movie. Though I think you broke it down perfectly. So the official synopsis goes as such. Dr. Nate Daniels, a recently widowed husband who returns to South Africa, where he first met his wife, on a long-planned trip with their daughters to a game reserve managed by Martin Battles, an old family friend and wildlife biologist. So, Martin Battles is the, the wildlife biologist, yes. not Nate. But it, doesn't it Nate say is he's a doctor. also a wildlife biologist? That's where I got it from. doesn't say also here. It just says an old family friend and wildlife biologist. I didn't see anywhere that okay. Dr. Nate Daniels was some sort of doctor in animal biology. Okay, fair enough. I just presumed he was a medical doctor. Yeah. Or maybe he's a geologist. Who knows? Maybe. That would be completely useless. 
But what begins as a journey of healing jolts into a fearsome fight for survival when a lion, a survivor of bloodthirsty poachers who now sees all humans as the enemy, begins stalking them. And as I mentioned, that's from the official website, so that's as official as we can get. Cool, cool. Let's talk about who's in the movie before we dive into what we think is actually going to happen in it. Because I'm sure we both have crazy theories, but I think this is going to be another week where we're pretty much going to have the same plot. Because this movie, to me, and if we know the genre, then I think this is going to be a pretty much cut and dry movie. I think so too. But we've been wrong before. Yeah, we've, been, we've got in trouble saying that before. But yeah, we will see. Because I remember us saying that uh, Doctor Strange was going to be a cut and dry Marvel oh, movie. Oh man, Boy, were it was we wrong there. not. So, playing the character of Dr. Nate Samuels, we've mentioned him already, is Idris Elba, who, of course, we've talked about in some of the Avengers movies we covered. He was in Hobbs and Shaw as the villain, and he was Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He was. All classic movies we've covered already on this show. Yes. Now, his two daughters, Meredith Samuels and Nora Samuels, are played by Iana Halley and Leah Sava Jeffries. They don't even have Wikipedia pages. I couldn't even tell you what they've been in. No. So, I think they're both relative newcomers to the acting scene. They might have done some stage work, a little bit of TV work, but... Nothing that really stands out to me as stuff that people have seen. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing someone new in a movie finally. That's fun. Because I feel like every week, as we just demonstrated with Idris Elba, we're just talking about the same actors over and over again. Yes. There's just like a, a group of 15 actors, core 15 actors. They're like, all right. You know, it's like picking the the, the dodgeball team. <laughs> Poor old uh, Bill Nye is just sitting over on the side like he rarely gets picked. <laughs> And uh, everyone are like, Ryan Gosling, you're you're up for our team. Chris uh, Mar- Evans. Margot Robbie, come. you're on our team. Chris Pratt, come on. You. Yep. We need a voiceover. Chris Pratt. And next up, playing the character of Martin Battles, who is the wildlife biologist, apparently, is Shalto Copley. You might remember him from District 9. He's the guy who's yeah. always going, fucking bronze. <laughs> he was great in that movie. He was uh, Murdoch in the A-Team movie with Liam Neeson. I, I never watched that one. And he was Chappie and Chappie. <laughs> So he's a prominent uh, South African actor. Yes, and it's good that they picked a South African actor for this. Yeah, exactly. Because he has a really thick South African accent. When I heard yes. it, I immediately looked at his like nationality. I was like, okay, good. We're not going to have you like thought, you thought he was just putting it on. Oh, I hate when How people come? put on that accent. How come every single one of his big Hollywood movies involve him contending with like really dodgy CGI? <laughs> Wait a second, District Nine was all right. Yeah, I'm like the one person who didn't care for that movie. Really? And for, mo- and for the most part, oh, actually, no, I was going to say for the most part, the aliens were practical in that. But no, the short film, they were practical, but in the, the Hollywood movie, they were really dodgy CGI. Okay, I don't know. I but thought I that was a good care. movie. I did not care for District 9. I'm like the one person who watched it and was like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> His arm turns into a weapon and that's the whole movie? Well, he turns into an alien. I spoil yeah. everyone, but like that's because he was a racist. Yes, so does that make it a good movie? I think I think maybe I that needs good. a little bit of a revisit. Oh, okay, right. Maybe we should re. No, we're not going to revisit. <laughs> you want to watch show. District Nine? The last person I want to talk about, mainly because I couldn't work her into my plot at all, playing the character of Savannah is Riley Kogue, who was in Mad Max Fury Road as one of the brides, and she was also in Magic Mike. Oh, okay, had a hard time fitting her in the plot as well. Yeah, did I, you? I don't even think I mentioned her. <laughs> Did you work her into your plot? I did, yeah. I'm I glad. Did. I'm glad. I'm glad at least one of us did. <laughs> Not very prominently, but she's in there. I think it's my turn to go first this week. So we should dive straight into what I it. think is going to happen in Beast. Go for it. So I think the movie will start, well, maybe it will start with a childhood flashback with the lion as a little cub running around the jungle and like he's playing in a field chasing a butterfly. <laughs> maybe he falls over and scrapes his knee <laughs> and like the dad lion comes running over. He's like, Simba. <laughs> No, they're not going to be that ridiculous. Uh, I think the movie will actually start with a cold open yeah. where a pair of hunters, maybe they're hunting at night time, are attacked and killed by an unseen beast. We know it's going to be a lion, but you know, mm. they're just they're out there squatting low. They're looking through their scopes. They're like, all right, we've got to wait here until we 
get the perfect shot. And then just from behind, they're pounced on by a lion. One of them screams, the other one starts panicking, and like a, a paw will come out and swat him dead, and then we'll get our title, Beast. Nice. Perfect setup for the movie. Great. Love it. Then we cut to cheery, upbeat music. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Like it's the start of Cool Running, <laughs> just like in the trailer. Yeah. And we see Nate, Meredith, and Nora arriving in Mopani, Africa via a chartered plane. The two girls are distant and sad and complain about not having access to the internet. Like, they're holding up their phone and they're like, I can't believe there's no bars. And Idris Elba goes, there better be a bar. <laughs> and then he goes, I can give you bars. And he starts rapping. Yeah, exactly. And Nate tells the girls to look at the beauty out the window. He's like, check out that African savannah. This is, you know, this is where our people come from. <laughs> Dad, that's a mirror that you're stared, staring in. <laughs> you look at that beauty. <laughs> the Samuels take a four-wheel drive to a game reserve run by Nate's old friend Martin Battles. And I refer to him as Battles for the rest of my plot because Martin would be a lot easier, but mm, Battles is more fun to say. Do you know what a game reserve is? Because I didn't know what that was. A game reserve, I'm presuming, is like a wildlife reserve, but right. you know, I think they look after animals who are being hunted. Like ah. They're sort of protecting animals that are being hunted. I don't think Martin Battles would run like a, a, a center, basically like the safari zone from Pokemon, where you just go and it's like you got free range <laughs> on all these endangered animals out here. So I think it's a game reserve, as in they're like they're protecting big game animals, right. like elephants, okay. rhinos, lions, so on and so forth. Cool, makes sense. Well, at least that's what it is in my plot, because I don't actually know what it is in real life. So Battles will welcome the Samuels to Mopani and hugs Nate. Nate thanks Battles and tells him that the trip will be a great chance to reconnect with his daughters. Through conversations with Battles, we discover that Nate lost his wife in a car accident in which he was the driver. Oh, so he's guilty of it. And is now too traumatised to get behind the wheel. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like it, because he does get into a car at some points. Yeah, that's right. In the movie. As Meredith and Nate look around Battle's office, they begin to chat about the girl's dead mother. Nate explains that he and his wife used to shoot animals together, but with a camera. Oh, there's going to be a setup for a great joke. He's like, oh, me and your mother used to shoot animals. What, really? But with a camera. <laughs> That's so funny, Dad. <laughs> You're not laughing. <laughs> no. He points out some of the photographs that his wife took to Meredith, including one where she is pregnant with Meredith herself. Meredith admits to Nate that she misses her mother every day, and Meredith also wants to be a photographer, carrying on her mother's legacy. Very nice. And is Meredith the older one of the She's two? She's the 18-year-old daughter. Okay. So there's an 18-year-old and I'm guessing like an, uh, an 8 or 10-year-old. Mm. She looks pretty young, maybe even younger. The family and Battles decide to take a tour of the savannah and set out one morning in a four-wheel drive. As they travel, Meredith takes photos of several animals. We see all this in the trailer. Mm. Battles suddenly notices something crossing the road ahead and stops the four-wheel drive. We hear someone screaming nearby and Battles grabs a rifle and goes to investigate. Nate gets out of the car and finds Battles talking to an injured man who claims he's been attacked by a devil. Maybe it was White Devil from Bullet Train. <laughs> Cut him up with a samurai sword. Yes. Nate and Battles go to the man's village where they find that everyone has been killed. Battles points out that lions only kill to eat and wouldn't slaughter an entire village for no reason. However, they find several large paw prints around the village, which can only be a lion's tracks. It's so lame. So lame, the paw prints in the ground. Yeah. They're like, we couldn't possibly be a lion. Well, what are these? As the two make their way back to the four-wheel drive, Battles becomes aware that they're being stalked by a large male lion. Battles tells Nate to go back to the girls and plans to draw the lion away with his rifle. Nate makes it to the car just as the lion is about to grab and we see all this in the trailer. Mm -hmm. The lion jumps on the four-wheel drive and tries to force its way in. Nate convinces Meredith to drive because, of course, he can't drive. He hasn't driven since the, the accident. Yep. And she takes off, rolling down a cliff and crashing the car. <laughs> Great job. She's never driven before either. Nora begins to panic and Nate calms her down. The lion approaches the car yet again, but is distracted by rifle shots and takes off in the direction of Battles. Battles wades into a river to cover his scent, but the lion appears and catches him by surprise. So he turns around, he freaks out, 
We see the lion leap at him and we think Battles, of course, is dead. Mm -hmm. Nate and the girls hide in the car and they hear something approaching through the bushes. What could it be? But it's only Battles who has returned looking a little worse for wear. He's had a few battles of his own. (laughs) As Nate is a doctor, there you go, he tends to Battles' wounds, but only has a basic first aid kit, so he can't do any sort of comprehensive surgery. Battles and Nate then decide to set up a snare trap nearby in an attempt to capture the lion. At night, the lion approaches the car again, and Nate gets out to draw it towards the snare, because Battles is injured, he's not going to run anywhere. So he's like, I'll get out, I'll draw it over this way, and then... You know, I'll jump over the snare and the lion will step in it and we'll be set. We'll oh, be, that's it, yeah. We'll be absolutely fine. Inside the car, Battles warns the girls not to make a sound and Meredith wonders where her father has disappeared to. The lion suddenly appears at the window, startling them. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Gives them all a jump scare. <laughs> yeah. But the lion is soon scared off by a group of thugs. I couldn't think what to call these people. Are they poachers or? I don't think they're poachers because they're, they're carrying automatic weapons. They're carrying like AK-47s and machine guns. So they look kind of like like they a para- look, like a paramilitary group. Yeah, or- they look way more nefarious than just poachers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So I-, I just called them thugs because they're like um, you know independent soldiers essentially. Yeah, Far Cry bad guys. Yeah, I was thinking like Far Cry two bad guys. <laughs> those sort of generic nameless yeah. soldier groups who yeah. are at war with each other. The thugs approach the crash four wheel drive, and it's fairly clear that they're not here to help. As Matty D said, they're fairly nefarious looking. The thugs try to kidnap the two girls and shoot Battles when he tries to fight back. So he is dead now. Okay, so Battles dies by By the thugs. thugs, yeah. Nate returns to the four-wheel drive, screaming at the thugs, and they go to kill him as well. But the lion returns yet again and starts picking off the thugs one by one. One unlucky thug ends up getting caught in the snare trap and is brutally killed by the lion. So he steps in it, he gets pulled up by the rope, and he's just dangling there like a piñata for the lion to smack open (laughs) and eat his guts like they're lollies. Meredith is mauled during the attack, so she gets bitten on oh. the, the leg or something like that. But she and Nora manage to escape by the skin of their teeth. Our favourite turn of phrase here. Nate, now separated from his daughters, manages to hide from the lion up a tree where he waits overnight. The next morning, Nate sets out to find his daughters. He follows a blood trail to a nearby poacher's cabin where he runs into a hysterical Nora. Nora tells Nate that Meredith is badly hurt and is worried that she might bleed out and die. Nate calms her down and he carries Meredith inside the poacher's cabin. The cabin is a grim sight with dead animals hanging from the ceiling. You remember this place in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. So there's just uh, bodies of all sorts of animals. It's a regular menagerie of dead animals all hanging from the ceiling with chains and weapons. The family soon discover that the poachers had killed their lion's entire pride. So maybe there's skins of like the mum lion, another mum lion, another mum lion, because you know how they sleep around. And several children, like little tiny baby lions made into hats, which led it to go on a rampage against all humans, as we heard in the plot synopsis. Nate realises that Meredith will bleed out if she doesn't get medical attention soon, and he plans to return to one of the nearby vehicles in order to drive them all to safety. He's going to have to suck up his fears against driving. He's got an even greater fear now of lions. (laughs) And yeah, he's going to have to suck it up and get over it. That's his journey. That's his arc. He's just like, I couldn't drive at the start of the movie. No, I could drive. (laughs) He drives. That's his arc. Yeah. He gets to drive. The girls begin to worry, but Nate promises them that he'll make it back alive. Nate sneaks back to the four-wheel drive unscathed, so he's got a little bit of stealth moment. He's a bit like Rambo. He's crawling through the bushes, rolling around. But as he goes to get into the driver's seat, he's ambushed by the lion who is waiting there for him. So the lion was just watching the cars because he's like, someone's going to come back. Mm. And sure enough, there's Nate. He fell for the the whole trap. He's like a snare trap of its own. (laughs) So the lion outsmarted Nate. Essentially. Well, it just knows human nature and it knows where to go to to find humans. Yeah, it's a hunter. Yeah, exactly. It's It's the apex predator. Yeah. Nate hides underneath the four-wheel drive and kicks the lion in the face as it swipes at him. Nate tries to scramble for one of the thug's weapons, so maybe he sees like an AK-47 just lying nearby a body, and is pounced on by the beast. 
Nate manages to punch the lion in the face. Nice. Grabs a knife and goes toe-to-toe with the big cat. Now, originally I had it that, you know, they'd have a big tussle. Nate would get scratched up. The lion would get scratched up. And then Nate would, like, drive the knife into the lion's heart. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, what kind of message is that for a movie in 2022? Like, oh, here's an endangered animal who's, like, had this trauma where, like, his whole family's been killed. And so the message of the movie is, oh, it's traumatized. It's trying to avenge its family's death. Stab it in the heart. It deserves to die. Humans win the end. So instead, I have it that uh, after a tussle, like Nate will scratch the lion. The lion will scratch Nate. The two will stare at each other in the eyes. They realize, oh, you're trying to protect your family like I'm trying to avenge my family. The lion will like nod at human respect. (laughs) Nate will nod back like he'll do the head tilt back and they'll both go their separate ways. The lion will verbally say, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mufasa the whole time. No, there's going to be a moment of mutual respect where they look into each other's eyes and then the lion's like, all right, see you later. And he runs off. All right. So he does not die. Back at the poacher's cabin, Meredith and Nora are happy to see Nate return in a four-wheel drive. He's driving now. He's gotten over his trauma. And the three set off for civilization together. And that is my plot. Yeah. Look at that. A quick and simple one. How'd I you couldn't, feel? I could not believe it this week. Watching the trailer, I'm like, thank God. Like After we did Bullet Train and after we did Nope. Yeah. Those movies are so complicated, and I spent so much time like racking my brain, going like, "What the hell is going Dissecting on in this movie?" The trailer. I looked at this movie. I'm like, "It's it's, it's a simple one location premise. Mm-hmm. It's a simple one plotline premise. All I've got to do is just put the pieces together. That's it. I was done in 15 minutes. Nice work. If you couldn't tell from how short that <laughs> nice was. Nice work. How do I feel? How confident? Yeah. Am I? Eh, let's say 85 percent confident. Sounds good to me. I think the plot sounds good to me. Can't wait to hear Wouldn't what be you're surprised got. if that because you've got it? like all these metaphors and whatnot that I don't have. <laughs> Oh, well, Apparently. I think you'd be surprised. Um, I, I didn't get to look at this trailer until 12 o'clock last night. Oh, really? busy on stage. So I got home at 12 o'clock and I just looked at this trailer and I just was yeah. like, this is what's going to happen. And then by 12.15, you're closing your computer and going to bed. <laughs> and funnily enough, I wrote by, I wrote down my plot this week. I said- uh, my oh, good. F- Usually my, he just pulls it out of his ass. My first point was, it's going to start with a childhood flashback. Mm. We'll have the lion as a child of the 90s, swinging on a swing and scraping his knees. So I think it's funny that we both said that. But how yeah, I think, but how I think the movie will actually start is it will be a flashback. I think, I think it's going to be. I just realised that this is like the lion version of Batman. The lion's Batman. How so he he loses his family and then he goes off on a, like a revenge mission against poachers. Yeah, but the lion's also killing good people too. Good point. <laughs> so it's like the lion version of I don't know, like a vi- like what's a vigilante? What's a dark man? Rorschach. Rorschach. I don't know. Move on. Anyway. That was a terrible point anyway. We, uh, I don't even know why I mentioned we, that. We, I'm going to have a childhood flashback. Well, not a childhood, but I'm going to have a flashback here where we'll see uh, young Dr. Nate Samuels. Not overly too long, but, you know, overly young, but, you know, it's him and his wife meeting each other in uh, South Africa. Interesting. Are yes. they played by different actors? No, they're played by the same actor. Just movie magic makes them look a little okay. bit younger. It's a little bit you like- think that You saw the CGI of the line. Do you think they have the budget <laughs> to like CGI Idris Elba's face? Or maybe some makeup or whatever. It's going to be like, you know, the, everything's going to look really rosy. His wife might be on a swing set fall, scrapes her knee, yeah. and that'll always Hopefully be there they're not meeting it. his children. Um, no, so they're going to meet each other. We're going to see this. Now, we're going to flash forward. Nate is traveling on a plane with his two daughters, Meredith and Nora. It'll be discussed that their mother has passed away. It will never be revealed what the cause was. 
It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Well, I don't think you need to know. You know, it's okay. just it's just a loss, right? You can put your own things in. Uh, Nate wants to take his daughters to South Africa, the same place that he met his wife. Nate is a wildlife biologist, and he met his wife while working there. Okay, so he was working with animals, and uh, what was she doing? I think she was in the same field. She can be a wildlife biologist as well. Okay. I don't know. You know, a, some, Not a photographer some, in your place? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe she's a photographer. That would that would make sense. But somebody who works in the field. Now, Nate has a contact uh, that he's meeting in South Africa. It's another another wildlife biologist named Martin Battles. Mm-hmm. So that's how he knows him. So they're they're meeting him in South Africa. Meredith will be the oldest. There we go. She'll also be more reserved with her feelings, whilst Nora is more emotional and anxious. That's going to be the difference between the two. Yeah. And they're both dealing with the grief of their mother in different ways. So Nora's more prone to like panic attacks yes. as a result of the grief of losing her mother. Yeah, or just in general. But she really shows her emotions on her sleeve while Meredith seems really cold okay. and distant, just to make sort of a difference between the two. Uh, the whole movie will be a metaphor for Nate dealing with his grief and trying to connect mm. with his kids. Nate and his family will meet with Martin and his so, wife. So, like, the grief is like a, a stalking lion that follows you around and harasses you when you're trying yeah, to reconnect with your yeah, family. Yeah, I guess, I, guess, I guess that makes sense. That's not the dumbest I, thing I I've guess, ever heard. I guess the grief is, like, him overcoming this, um, this it's challenge. It's like the Babadook. If, yeah, in a way. I guess if the lion you remember is- how the Babadook is a monster, like a grief monster? Yeah. That's a metaphor. It lives in your basement. It comes in at night when you're trying to sleep mm. and stops you from going to sleep. But the lions are the same way. Yeah, I guess, I guess Nate has to survive, fight, you know, fight for his life, fight for moving on, fight yeah. for his family. And in doing that, he's wow. got he's to encounter the beast, which is his own grief or himself. Yeah. So I think that's where the metaphor fits in or what they're going to try to do. You're making a better it. movie than they're presenting. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. So, he, he meets up with Martin and his wife, Savannah. There you go. Oh, it's Martin's wife. Okay. <laughs> right, Thank yes. goodness you worked her in. Yes. There she is. Ta-da! <laughs> She's in the movie. Nate embraces Martin because they haven't seen each other for a very long time. The next portion of this movie will be a tourist ad for South Africa. Mm. Uh, the scenery will be so good that we'll forget what movie we're in. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like a gritty metaphor for grief. <laughs> Well, this like part of the movie where our like, hearts are in our chest. Look, look, look at the look at the nature. Look at the animals. Ah, it's so great. Uh, Martin and Nate will trade stories about the good old times. There'll be a dinner scene with all the family together as well, where they're all like talking mm-hmm. about stuff, talking about his wife, you know, talking about all the wonderful things they used to do. And their kids will be like, "Wow, my dad was, you know, quite a cool guy back then. He did a lot of like adventuring. He was a little bit of a badass. We don't see that anymore." <laughs> so, where is the family from? I didn't really explore this in my plot. Where are they the, from? The Samuels, yeah. So they're visiting South Africa, obviously, but oh, where are well, they visiting they'd, they'd from? They'd just be from America. Okay. Yeah. With Idris Elba's British accent? Yes. Okay. So he's a British person who lives in America. Yeah, why not? So he, he lived in Africa, moved to England, and then went to America so he, with his wife. He worked in South Africa. Right. Um, and where he would live, but he I was, don't think- Okay, so he was, from, he was born in England. Yes. He went to South Africa to work, met his wife, and then they moved to America for yeah, some reason. Yeah, why not? I don't think it really matters where he's from. He's, it, could be, it could be Britain. It could be England. It could it be- It just all works into the plot. This might be something they point it out could be, in the plot. Okay, well, just because Idris Elba's British, I'll just say- you know, they're from England. Okay. I, I don't think it matters. I don't think they'll ever go back there as a location uh, where they're from. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think it'll play any part. The thing is, is that they're from like Western society. Because correct me if I'm it. wrong, but I feel like the two daughters had American accents in the trailer rather than I British accents. I didn't notice. Accents. I did not notice. So I was a bit confused because I was just like, okay, so obviously Idris Elba <laughs> worked in South Africa worth- at one point. Right, okay. So quite like you, I think 
I think the journey that I came up with just then, I know it's not important to your plot or yeah. really overall, but like maybe it might be worth points. In the maybe future. it might be worth points. So he was born in England, went to Africa. He, the wife was not from Africa. She mm-hmm. was from America. They just happened to meet while working with battles there. Yep. And then they both chose to move back to her town to in America. America. And then right. that's where they had kids. Well, let's make it fun because we're going to play for points when we revisit this. Okay. Do you want to say Ameri- he's from America or, or Britain? He's from England originally. Okay. And then he moved to America, which is where his wife was from. Right. I kind of agree with that. But just for fun, I'll say he lives in England. You can okay. say he lives in oh, America. Oh, yeah, they're British. Okay. Fair and enough. then and then whoever wins gets the points. And so- it turns out he's from Australia and we're like, ah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he'll attempt an American accent. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like he is. No. All right. So I, I I didn't understand the whole game. I didn't know what a game reserve was. So that might hurt me. Moving forward, I like read that and I was like, "What's a game reserve? I don't know." All right, anyway, he's so just I- got a whole heap of pinball machines well, in there. <laughs> he's an arcade. <laughs> they take him to the arcade. But what I so what I thought, and I'm probably going to be wrong here, is that Martin was going to take Nate to a tribal village, and Nate sees this as a good experience for his kids. So, so the kids like meet the village people. Yeah, well, it's an cop, experience, the right? Indian. They're 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 not used to seeing you know the other side of the world, right? Maybe their their family has sort of yeah. African lineage as well, so it brings their culture in there. So you know. That kind of stuff. They head there, and when they arrive, everyone is dead. Now, I, the kids aren't here with them, so apparently they'll like... Well, why did I say apparently? They'll drive into the village. Martin will be like... Something. Well, what you're saying is it's apparent from the trailer when Martin and yes. Nate are walking around the village <laughs> that the kids aren't there. <laughs> Thanks for helping me, yes. Uh, they'll, they'll park the car, and they'll be like, something's wrong, and then they'll leave and go into the village and realize everybody is dead. There's dead yep. bodies everywhere. And there was, there's a paw print on the ground, and Martin says he hasn't seen anything like this. It looks like a lion, yeah. as you said in your plot. But lions don't do this. They'll meet an injured victim who's walking around dazed. She's mm-hmm. overcoming a lot of... Oh, it's a woman, is it? I-, I thought it was. It was an older person. I thought it was a woman. Um, And she's like dealing... Like, she's got a lot of grief and she's like sort of injured. Martin will ask her what has happened and she tells him, the devil has come. Just then, there's a roar. Martin tells Nate to run back to the kids. Yep. Yes. So they, they Even though one's kids. an adult. Uh, one's the, one of the kids is an adult. Well, yeah. one of his daughters, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go back to your family, I think, is what he says in the Go back trailer. to the girls. Yeah, go back to the girls. Uh, so as as Nate is running, a lot the lion appears now mm-hmm. as our first Fantastic jump, CGI. as our first jump scare, and Nate manages to jump in the car. He escapes by the skin of I, his I teeth. The exact same thing at the exact same point in my plot. <laughs> We've been doing this show too long. Yeah. <laughs> Nate- so this is going to be the final episode of Potential Spoilers. <laughs> Where where plots are pretty much the same. Um, So Nate is in the car with his kids. The lion is attacking the car. He's trying to break in and he manages to damage the engine. So in my plot, he doesn't drive, not because he can't. Didn't even think of that as a possibility. The reason he doesn't drive is because the car's broken now. Okay, so the lion opened up the bonnet. He pulled some like (laughs) wires out of the engine. Put out like his like little spanner and stuff. No, like he he slashed at the engine. He jumped on it and it broke the car. They tried to start it. It doesn't work. They don't know where Martin is. He's off gone. They presume he might be dead or maybe he's not. Mm. Um, so what Nate says, you know, the best thing to do is let's stay here until- so the car doesn't go over a cliff and crash in your version? No. Okay. Uh, we're going to stay here until, you know, it's best to best to leave. So they end up staying the night. So it's during the day. Now we're the back. The lion's just asleep on top of the car. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Goofy movie. Where there's oh, the, yeah, that's right. The Sasquatch there waiting yeah. for him. 
that's another great example of uh, our heroes. Well, I suppose Goofy and Max are dogs, but you know, let's <laughs> pretend that they're people and they're being harassed while in the uh, the, the wilderness yes, by a Sasquatch. They are very I, similar plotline. I think it was only one point that the Sasquatch is there, but uh, I felt like it was most of the movie <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, I hated that. That Sasquatch was a jerk. Yeah, exactly. I hated that too when I was a kid. I was just like, let's just let them enjoy their holiday. Yeah, and he's like eating their sandwiches. I was like, what a prick. Yeah, <laughs> and and Peg knows Pete had that great like RV trailer. <laughs> It was way better than Goofy's tent. Anyway, we're back, anyway, to, back anyway. to what's probably going to be a worse movie. <laughs> what a great movie that was. All right. So during the night, now I, I called them pillagers. Now I didn't think that pillagers? they were. Okay. I didn't think they were poachers. I, I kind of like you thought they were like thugs, militia. They come around and what they're mm. doing, and I call them pillagers, is because they're coming into this village and just robbing the remains. They're like, everyone's dead. Okay. We're stealing all that the makes stuff. Sense. Because well, I had the villagers over a barrel beforehand. Like they'd come in, like it mm. was you know the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> come and take all their resources and leave. Yeah, maybe. And the lion was like the Magnificent Seven. Maybe, but they just like so they kill the wrong yeah. people. Anyway, yeah, they're, go on. They're, they're picking. You know, they're picking the the bones of uh, of of the. Yeah, the I guess. So nice. and and they they sort of robbing everything, and they notice you know these people are in the car, so they've got their like automatic weapons. They man They sort of get everybody to leave, get their family to leave the car, you know. Everyone out, we're going to steal your stuff. We're going to steal your stuff. And Nate tries to reason with them, but they beat him up and steal his kids, steal the girls. Mm. Now- You're going to go into the, the plot point that I excised from my plot. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. So- like, there was a whole paragraph that I deleted from my plot because <laughs> I'm like, that's an interesting idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think you know where I'm going with this yep. then. So the bad guys will have- um, the bad guys will steal with the children. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bad guys will steal the two girls and they'll have them in a, in their own car and they're yep. sort of driving along. The bad guy car, yeah. The bad guy car, yeah. And they'll and of course, it, like Nate is beaten up and left to- you Be know, eaten by the lion. Well, yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, so we're, we're following what the, what's happening with the girls at this point. The bad guys hear something outside. They step out and all get taken out by a lion. And this might be where- Somebody gets caught in a trap. I did, I couldn't just, work. There's that. just a random snare just in the middle ran, of nowhere. Random snare. I knew, I saw it in the trailer, but I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work it properly in the plot. But you know, this is where they get taken out. It's at nighttime as well, but they get taken out by the lion. By the lion. Uh, suddenly, there is a flare that appears, and the lion is distracted and runs off. So the kids are in the car. Bad guys are all dead. Lion runs off, and we're like, "Who lit this flare? Da 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 da! It's Martin. He's back." And he enters the vehicle, revealing himself to be alive. And he says, we need to find your father. Now, the middle of this movie will be more lion shenanigans. Oh, yeah? Nate will gradually become more like John Rambo, using his smarts for this harsh environment. The daughters will have a few near misses. With the experienced Martin, he'll kind of be their guide. And they'll be like over there. um, They'll be in over their heads. Yeah. That's going to be the sort of theme here. Now, just a few rapid fire guesses of this plot. There'll be a scene where the children will be hiding, just like in Jurassic Park. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we will think the lion is dead at one point or not know where the lion is, and it'll add to the suspense. Where the lion fall off a cliff yeah. and then just come back later. Da, da, da. Kind of like Cape Fear almost. Anyway, yeah. look at all these movies. Um, it, yeah, it, it, we won't know where the lion is. It'll add to the whole thing where he can jump out at any point. Martin will die. Not necessarily from the lion, but maybe he's escaping and his car falls off the cliff. Okay, so he's driving and then just accidentally drives through a fence over a cliff. I, I think what'll happen is he's trying to get, he's trying to escape and then he like crashes and he's te- teetering over a thing and then it just, just falls. like Jurassic Park, just like the Jurassic lion Park. comes up and pushes him. Now the, the lion comes up and kicks the car. <laughs> now the climax of the movie will be Nate fighting with the lion with his bare hands, much like Liam Neeson in The Grey. Uh, he will defeat the lion. 
but only just. So he's got a lot of scrapes, a lot of cuts, you know. Mm-hmm. How uh, does he defeat the lion? Does he climb on its back and break its neck? No, no. I I kind of think that he like the lion. It won't be Nate killing the lion. I think they'll like trick it into falling up. down a hole with spikes in the bottom. Yeah, no, no, no. The lion will pounce. He will dodge it, and then like like a shard of a rock will stab into the lion or okay, something like so that. So the lion kills itself by accident. Yeah, yeah. And this will all happen outside of like a, a cave, which we revealed to be like where the lion's den is. Okay. Is, is den the appropriate word for, yeah, yeah, for lion's, lion's den? For lion's headquarters. Yeah, lion's den. <laughs> um, and when- Actually, I prefer lion headquarters. Lion HQ. <laughs> it is in the lion HQ. Uh, Nate will go into the into the cave at this point, just kind of like try to- He's all wounded. He's all wounded and stuff. Realizes the body of uh, another lion, a female lion, a lioness. Mm. And the bo- and the body has bullets in it, and he realizes that this is the lion's mate, and that mm-hmm. it has been killed by humans, and that Nate has more in common with the lion than he realized. Wow! Nate will go out and comfort the dying lion. Oh, there you go. Uh, and, and your metaphor. One, he'll like pat it, he'll hold it, and it'll be like the two, you know, two two different different like one's a human, one's a lion, but you know they're they're both dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know, it'll be a nice tender moment. The daughters who have survived he quietly breaks its neck. <laughs> Um, the daughters who have survived on their wits will reunite with Nate. Uh, early on in the movie, I should say that they probably radioed help. So at this point, at the end, a helicopter will appear to take them all to hospital to rescue them and pick them up. Uh, and they'll fly out injured, but all hugging each other. There you go. And that's that's beast for me. So the helicopter comes in. <laughs> yep. And then the lion will be alive and the lion will say, Nate! When I killed your wife, oh. I spoke just like this. So it turns out that the lion killed his wife yeah. the whole time. It's That's a, the it, twist. It's uh, the lion's a bad guy. <laughs> there you go. We love a twist, bad guy. Wow! Look at that. Another short, simple plot. Yes. I can't see the movie being too far divergent from that. Well, you know, differences aside, there's a lot of similarities with the beats. I didn't. Yeah. You know. I think you might. Well, I don't know. How so much of it put I should it. probably go into what I cut out because what you covered wasn't exactly what I had. So oh, really? I had the plot point where the two girls, the two daughters, are, are kidnapped by those militia men, and they're held right. in like the militia headquarters. And right. Nate has to break into the militia headquarters and rescue the two daughters. And there's a whole there was like a whole sexual assault storyline that I had mm. in there, but I was just like, I don't think they're going to do that in this movie. So I just completely cut it out and just had that the thugs, the the militia men. We're all killed off pretty much as soon as we meet them. Well, it could happen in the movie, but there's no there's no evidence. There's no evidence, which is why I ultimately it. cut it out. But that was my strong theory yeah. from the first time when I watched the trailer. I'm like, ah, oh, he's going to have to fight back against the militia. We're going to forget about the lion for a while. And, you know, the lion's going to swoop in just as he's rescuing the daughters, making it more complicated. But I was like, this doesn't need to be in this plot. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, I, I make it simple. I kind of thought the same thing. So, but like, I, I just feel like it's more. So you just like- had the the girls kidnapped. The the thugs drive up the road a little bit, and then they're like, "Oh, hold on! I heard a roar outside." Let's well, they're probably they're probably heading to their base, right? Yeah, sure. And, that, and then it, you know, it, it's about the lion. So, like, the lion yeah, comes exactly. in and kills them all. Yeah, there you go. Wow. So two very similar plots, but with a few differences there. Do you think it'll do well, the movie? Do I think the movie will do well? Mm, probably not. Just given the nature of these kind of movies. I don't think anyone will see it. I, no, I, I don't think, think that's so the problem. I, I love an original concept. Well, it's not o- original. Yeah, it's not I, I love original. I love I love that it's trying to stand on its own two feet. There you go. But um I don't know if anybody's gonna run to see a movie about a lion pursuing Idris Elba. It might be a nice know. Saturday afternoon movie. Got nothing Maybe. else to watch. 
might be a fun time. Yeah. We're going to have to watch it regardless. We so, will, yeah. yeah. So who do you think is going to be closer to this one? You can write in and let us know. You can even send us what you think is going to happen in, I went to call it Raw, but that's a completely different movie with Lions. <laughs> uh, it's probably a better movie too, even though that was a failure. Do you remember that movie Raw? No, I didn't watch it. That's about a family who live in a house with a whole bunch of lions and the actors all got mauled what? several times. Like the director got his scalp bitten off by a, a lion. Oh my god! And it, it, the, the, they went through all this like hardship working with real lions in a house, and then the movie flopped. So it was it was never worth Jeez. it. Jeez. So there's a documentary about making that movie that's way more interesting than the actual movie. But yeah. So if you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in Beast, that's the title. You can let us know at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. If you still use email, you can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Let us know your thoughts. Yes. All right, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And it's time. It feels like it's been a couple of months since we've done this last, because next week we're going to be doing another one of our special episodes. How exciting. It has been a while. Yeah. Last time we did a special episode, I can't even remember what we spoke about. It was so long ago. Yeah, we used to do them way more regularly, but yeah. since we started doing actual spoilers more, we've spread everything out way more, and so there's less special episodes, more actual spoilers. All right, let's get into it. Matty D, would you care to explain how our special episodes work, how we select the movies that we're going to cover in our special episodes? So, because we talk a lot of shit, we like to put our money where our mouth is mm. and create an original concept. Well, original. Uh, create our own concept. Yeah. For you- We challenge ourselves to come up with a plot then better than they're delivering. Absolutely. For you, the listener, to judge rather than us judging other people. Yeah. Uh, so, we have six categories here. They are remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, spin-off, adaptation. Mm-hmm. And with the random roll of a dice- Mm-hmm. Based on the number the dice rolls, we'll pick one Select of these one categories. Of categories yeah. And underneath these categories, there's a list of six potential movie ideas that fit into either remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, spin-off, or adaptation. Mm-hmm. And based on that, we'll have to do one of those things for one of those movies. So a second roll of the die will select that as well. That's and I've right. got the, the the wonderful honor of rolling the dice this week. Or the die, it's a single one. And with the first roll of the die, we're gonna find out what category we're gonna be exploring. It's three. Sequel. Sequel. Yes. We've done a couple of sequels. I can't remember. We've done Pulp Fiction. We've done Cool Runnings. That was oh, yes. episode. So, yeah, sequels are always really fun to explore, I find. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to what we're going to be doing a sequel for this week. All right. Uh, this is the second roll of the die. We're going to find out what we're going to be doing. Two. Kieran. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. What a good time to be covering this. Really? We've got 80s nostalgia running wild. We've got Spielberg nostalgia running wild because we oh. are going to be doing, and it's going to be blasphemy, but we are doing a sequel to E.T. Really? The extraterrestrial. Yes, we are. Wow. We're going to get going back sequel. to E.T.'s planet. You know, there was a uh, sequel plan to E.T. originally. That doesn't surprise me at all. So, I think as a general rule, we can't do anything that was going to be planned in the sequel. We're going to have to just come up with an entirely, like, new concept. Yeah. So, look into what actually happened in the sequel, and we'll discuss it next week. Now, wasn't there an ad that they did where, you know, Elliot was grown up or something? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I guess we can talk about it next week. Yeah, but, we're going to uh, have to talk about it all next week. Let us know if you have any ideas for an E.T. sequel. Yeah. I know give them Spielberg didn't. <laughs> So yeah, join us next week when we're going to be talking about a potential ET sequel. And until then, till then, I see the rains come. <laughs> until then, we'll see you next week. Hey, look out the window. Welcome to Mapani, guys. Thank you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. I can see all. 
Did mom shoot us in the face? This little bump right here? That's you. I still miss her every day. What's that? There's something crossing up ahead. Keep the girls in the car. Stay in the car, okay? Just stay in the car. What happened? Diaboro. Okay, what's he saying? Diaboro means devil. All right! This white devil thing has gone far enough.